If you're in the market for a super addictive puzzle game, you have to check out Mini Motorways on Apple Arcade. It's a city planning strategy puzzler with an incredibly satisfying gameplay loop. Enjoy unlimited access to over 200 incredibly fun games with no ads and no in-app purchases. From puzzle and adventure games to sports, racing and multiplayer action games, everyone can count on finding something to love. Head to sifter.com.au slash arcade to start your free trial of Apple Arcade today. That's sifter.com.au slash arcade for a free one-month trial of Apple Arcade, and you'll be supporting independent video games journalism. New subscribers only, $9.99 a month after free trial. Plan automatically renews after trial until cancelled. Pixel Sift. Hello and welcome to Pixel Sift. My name is Johnny. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Well, have you ever wondered what it actually takes to make a game? Well, here on Pixel Sift, we speak to developers from all over the world about the challenges, the successes, the lessons about making games. Uh, joining me on this episode is Mitch. Thanks for joining me, Mitch. Welcome back, Gianni. It's been a while since you've been on one and it's been a while since we've been on one. Together, we've been doing back. lots of solo episodes uh, yep. back and forth, but now we're back together in, in the one episode. This is episode 166, uh, and joining us uh, to share their game is Soma Putra, uh, who's a co-founder and producer of the Indonesian studio Stairway Games. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, they've just crowdfunded, uh, really smashed the crowdfunding goal uh, for their farming sandbox game, Coral Island. Yeah, so we're looking forward to learning more about the game and what happens now that you've had such a successful Kickstarter. So uh, let's jump into it. Hey there. If you're enjoying the show and you want to hear more, subscribe to Pixel Sift on Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Spotify, or listen on pixelsift.com.au. See you there. So it made a huge debut onto the crowdfunding site Kickstarter, smashing its goal by around 230%. Coral Island by Stairway Games is a new take on the farming simulator. Now, Soma, for people who haven't come across the game before, how would you describe it? Coral Island is a reimagined farm sim game uh, inspired by classics. Grow crops, nurture animals, and befriend the islanders. Uh, you, you are also given a choice to... Uh, revitalize the town, uh, not just the town, but also the surrounding coral, coral reefs. Is there, I guess, an island and environmental aspect to this story as well? You're talking about having a coral reef and bringing it back up. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, um, of course, the game is situated in an island. And uh, part of uh, the, the game, it, the game mechanic that we add is a diving element. And in... In the game, you'll be diving, and in that game, you will be. Um, the mechanic is that to clear the trash uh, around the diving area, and by doing that, I, by cl clearing more rev levels, you'll be uh, um, you'll be restoring the co the coral reef, and by cleaning this coral reef, uh, we you will end up um, affecting uh, everyone in the town and people around you. Uh, and that's how you, uh, and this will also result in a better crop quality. Now, you've said it's sort of inspired by some of those classic games that we might have played. Can you tell us a little bit about the influences and, mm -hmm. and what you're doing differently with your game? Yeah, the, the heavy influences is definitely Harvest Moon and uh, Stardew Valley. Uh, from the get-go, uh, we really want, uh, we don't want a 
farm sim game that is too different uh, to the kind of style that we like. And uh, what we're doing differently is that there we added this diving element one. And another thing is uh, we are focusing on making sure the characters are very uh, inclusive. That is, the the character, the character uh, are coming from many different ethnicities. Why is that important and, to you? Yeah, this is this is very simple actually, right? Uh, because we grew up in, I mean, me growing me growing up in Indonesia and uh, Jeremy, uh, his he grew up in Bali. Uh, frankly, uh, we grew up like Harvest Moon, right? And we also play Stardew Valley, and a lot of the character we see was just, you know, it's very far from us. Like it doesn't. Uh, very few like like a lot of like the characters there are minority like we are the, the minority and when we're doing this game we're like okay you know um let's uh let's try to make the characters that we can relate to that look like us basically what was the first step you take when designing a relatable character to yourselves and those around you one of the the, the steps i know uh, uh, that we do is uh, we we kind of just take inspiration from people around us. Actually, some some are uh, some characters are loosely designed from like people uh, she knows. Is that at least that's what I uh, get from her uh, from her process. Mm-hmm. And because she uh, a lot of the diversity feel in Coral Island is actually just a normal thing in Indonesia. Like like uh, a lot of people that said, oh, okay, uh, the, the character there's so many person of color, but you know that's that's the reality here. You know, how does it feel when you see, say, Western outlets and things talking about the diversity? When, of course, as you just said just there, Indonesia is a very diverse and vibrant and culturally, com- uh, you know, complementary place. I don't feel bad about. It. I mean, I mean, it's a very good thing that that there is a movement to to um, support more more diversity in, in Western countries as well. Back. Like from from back when I was in college in Los Angeles uh, till now, uh, I mean, from the news that I read, there's definitely progress on that area. So I mean, it feels good. So you said so you mentioned you studied in Los Angeles. Can you tell us a bit about that time of your life and how that prepared you for coming back to make games uh, back in Indonesia? Right, right. Um, I I went to UCLA uh, studying computer science. Um, I. I was a frat member actually uh, of an engineering fraternity. When when people are here fraternity, right? Like all they think about this party, but this is like we live in the same house, right? And then there is this uh, every day we have dinner together, we just covered and normal conversations are like physics, uh, chemistry, computer science, obviously, you know. But yeah, that that was really good times. Uh, like I feel I feel like they're my family there, even though. Um, like a lot of time being um, like, uh, especially uh, immigrants, right? I mean, uh, is like you can feel people are like, there are some people who are distancing, uh, putting distance to you, right? But because we are all engineers, right? that distance uh, kind of are being torn down, right? And, uh, and we're kind of like a one big family. So that's pretty good. Uh, Regarding about how it prepares me for games, I think the biggest influence will be uh, the the uh, my my experience having a uh, like how to say it right. Uh, some of my uh, fret, uh, like my experience with uh, American culture and especially 
seeing people who are uh, gay, for example, right? Uh, like some of my really close friends are actually gay, and that's just perfectly normal. And I think it's helped me a lot. Uh, it opens my mind that if I don't have that experience, then I might not be, I, know I might not understand the point of view of uh, people about, 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 um, yeah, about, what's the word? <laughs> the word lost me, yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's about, uh, like, what it means to uh, be uh, gay and, and, yeah, yeah, to empathize with them. Mm -hmm. And actually support them now, too, uh, very much, you know, because they're, they're really good people, that's all. Mm -hmm. Uh, one of the things that I, I want to kind of come back to that, talking about those understanding different perspectives and um, sharing that perspectives in your game. One of the things that I um, people mentioned to me or I saw posted online was there was actually a, a, a mother in the game who's actually got stretch marks from having a baby. And that's something that most people don't see at all. Can you tell us a little bit about the inclusion of, of characters that like everyone has a mother, but that's something we don't generally see in, in video games? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, character is Suki, right? And um, she was that. Uh, it was not my idea. Uh, it, it it was the the idea comes from David Ojaya, which is the character designer, right? I mean, like we we said, she's, she has a kid. You know, she's a single mother. And when we um, explore her her designs, one of the uh, the the ones he added was that, right? And then I'm. My reaction was the same as everyone, okay? Because I, I just have a daughter. Well, I have two now, but first time I had one was that's what I noticed, you know, like stretch mark, you know, the battle scars of mothers, you know. And then I'm like, wow, how do you how do you even notice? You don't have a kid, you know? It's, it's like I do my research so much. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, you know, it's uh, it's pretty good. And then th that's why we go ahead with the uh, with with the design of Suki, actually, yeah. Um, with the, I guess, the farming sin genre, um, there, there seems to be really strong interest mm -hmm. in this coming back. You know, we saw Stardew Valley, which has, of course, become such a huge popular hit. Um, the Story of Seasons, the mm -hmm. Harvest Moon games are still being made today. Um, why is it, mm -hmm. do you think, that people really like to just build a town and plant crops? What is it that connects uh, with players? It's relaxing, right? Um, for me, personally, I mean... At least for in, in for Indonesian, right? Harvest Moon Back to Nature is the game everyone played. Like every single person in, well, all of my friends play Harvest Moon Back to Nature. It's like a childhood thing for for us. And uh, yeah, maybe there's something so relaxing, yeah, about 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 um, playing. Play uh, yeah, go, going back to the town, you know, uh, tending your farm increasing um and and making relationship with uh with the with the town folks you know um, another interesting thing about this kind of game is that it allows you to play differently i'll give you an example like uh, me and ayuni uh, the creative director and jeremy actually each of us plays differently like i i i'm a maxer okay like i, I it brings me joy to like i have a day I max it until 12 midnight, like with productive activities. Okay, I know it's so weird after a full day of work, but that's how I play, and uh, and that's how that's how I enjoy it. 
you know, whereas Ayuni is the uh, making things look good uh, kind of player. You know, she wants everything looks perfect. Uh, like the decoration are there. I don't care about that. You know, but uh, that's how Ayuni play. And Jeremy was just like, I don't want pressure. Man. I just want to kind of want to do my own thing. You know, so uh, that's the cool thing. And I think why this uh, kind of farming game have such a large audience. Like it, it covers like if you're a serious player, right? Like like a maxer I, I would imagine yeah you can do that you know you, you want to uh, get rich in the game in in one year yeah you can do that you know and but if you just kind of just take it slow the game doesn't punish you mm-hmm. like it's up to you how you play can you tell us a little bit more about that so how do you balance it out so that players can um, play in whatever style they want uh, and you know don't say for example i remember when playing those harvest moon games and i played the back to nature on the playstation as well it's one that i used to fl- spend a lot of time playing um you you, the, you can feel like you run out of time that's one of the challenges you try to do as much as you possibly can in one day but how do you balance it so it doesn't feel like people are uh running out of time right right uh okay about the time uh there is and this is something that we learn from the community as well. Uh, there's a feature that is that we implemented is called time dilation, which means we will allow you to uh, adjust how fast time moves. Um, the way this goes is that it will increase the the in-game minute uh, to be longer. The NPC will still move the same, but um, time will just be move, um, the the time beat will just be slower. Hmm. And uh, this, I think, helps a lot. I I, I, I do f- uh, listen that, that there's people that said it's very uh, frustrating, right? But the other side of it is uh, the game doesn't punish you, though. Like, if you miss, like, let's say you 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 do something, you get distracted, talk to, talk to an NPC and ends up being in a quest. So you can't go to the mines today. But, I mean, there's always tomorrow, you know? Like, it doesn't, it's not like it's the end of the world. It's, it's the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the the main mechanic, uh, the big thing with the game is not punishing you. It's kind of the anti-survival uh, game time mechanic, where like in survival it's like you're always hungry, you're always thirsty. Whereas in this game, you know, if you just decided to sleep for the next uh, until next year, you're not gonna run out of money, right? Uh, they, there's no punishment to to uh, to that. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of like there's always tomorrow. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, not, not, another thing that. We also they are frequently requested, but we kind of decided not to go with it. Was the rival marriage? There's a lot of players like, hey, we want rival marriage. You know, rival marriage is this thing among farm team players where they want like the dateable to have a like after five years they want them to get married as well. You know, and uh, it's one of those things that it feels punishing because like 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 if I'm if I like a person and I'm like oh, I'm not. Uh, moving fast enough to uh, with her, you know, there's that pressure. This is kind of one of the reasoning we're like, hmm, you know, that's punishment. This kind of game, we kind of want to reduce punishment. Um, let's talk a little bit about this crowdfunding campaign. It was very, very successful. Um, you were originally asking for uh, $70,000 US, um, but it's ended up raising 1.6 million US. Um, that's a lot of interest that's a lot of excitement congratulations but is it a lot of pressure yes <laughs> it's a lot of pressure yes um i can share like the the, the story like uh, when we first passed seventy thousand, which is our goal right um 
Jeremy actually somehow naturally wakes up five minutes after we pass funding. It was 2 a.m. In, in our time, right? Um, for my end, there's a big thunder, like really big. Sounds like a bomb explosion, actually. It's like, bam! And I'm like, okay, what's going on? And then I check my phone, and Jeremy's like, we passed! And I'm like, okay. And then I open, and at that time, I, I, I was just smiling for like probably 30 minutes straight, you know, like, First thing because my mom was like, "Wow, we we get funded! Like, wow!" <laughs> so yeah. But the after that, it's all a uh, pressure. You're right. Uh, it's uh, I mean that's at least that's how I see it. Like, uh, this is a lot of uh, this is this is a lot of money that a lot of people uh, trust us for a game that are still in development. You know, and I don't want to disappoint them. Uh, that's that's maybe the the psychological uh thinking for me but apart from that the day-to-day -day operation is also like uh quite stressful because we were moving so fast i was like have you prepared the post yet have you prepared the post yet you know it's like yeah yeah have, have you prepared the post yet you know and then it's like duh, 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 duh. every for a month it was like every day we were always worrying like like we don't want to be it feels so uh disrespectful to the players if like we're too late in posting the updates, you know? Like our ideal case is that we passed a, month, a stretch goal five minutes in post, you know, that's kind of what we wanna aim for. Mm. But yeah, that's, that's the, and that last thing is really uh, uh, the pressure is that seeing people quoting what you wrote, like everywhere. <laughs> like I see on Discord, people asking something and they, Screenshot my answer and put it there. I'm like, oh, okay, what if I said the wrong thing? <laughs> I can imagine that must be a really like uh, interesting experience to have because, um, you, you know, I, I, as you said, it's it's past your wildest dreams. The crowdfunding goal it was way more than what you expected. You're you're excited when you hit your goal of seventy thousand. You've got a plan, a lot of stretch goals in order to uh, develop this this game now, including things like multiplayer, uh, an end game where you can move between different islands and things like that. Um, can you tell me what what does it uh, mean for you as a producer planning out all these extra stages for the game? Uh, yeah, it means uh, it means double the amount of people I have to schedule. <laughs> That's for one thing. I'm I'm also in charge of recruiting, so I've been uh, lately. It's been like, let's go, let's go, let's go, join us, let's go, join us. You know, um, it. Uh, that's that is not always a bad thing as a producer uh, and people in charge of scheduling now we are capable of hiring some people that we previously could not afford and uh, it's always great to work with very talented people uh, that's a, that's 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 probably the the biggest blessing of this and it's uh and last thing that's really scary as a producer i guess is i'm in charge of scheduling is that if we're late there's that 36,000 people, you know, <laughs> like I'm disappointing people. that many people. It's, it's scary. Can you tell me a little bit more about how the game is actually going to be built uh, over the next uh, little while? I, I, is it something that you plan to release the content in stages? It's sort of like an early access um, as some of the other, uh, you know, it's, uh, crowdfunded uh, farming sim games have done? Or, or do you plan to try and get as much of it together in one go and release it all as a final package? 
no, okay, no. So uh, our uh, stages are alpha demo, which is uh, coming in a few months. Uh, alpha is meant to be an kind of a small amount of people giving a, a response. This is like our earliest prototype in a sense. <clears throat> it should be uh, quite complete. Uh, like we we are aiming as much as we can uh, to like for example there's no gray boxes okay it's just too uh, unprofessional like yeah, gray boxes is like very unfinished assets like yeah uh, there's that and um, next is uh, EA right EA is early access e uh, early access should have everything like the gameplay and everything but the content the content uh, will be released in stages after uh, between EA and uh, to 1.0. Uh, yeah, we'll, we're aiming for a, at least two, uh, once every two months uh, release for content. We'll see if, I can, if we can um, do a faster release cycle. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of the, the high-level schedules on how we will release content for Coral, for Coral Island. Um, you talked a little bit about expanding your team. Um, how many people will be working on this game? Hmm. Right, and I think if I'm not miscalculating, we were 21 person, and now we'll be 35. Yeah, we'll be like 35 people. Are those people all local, or will they be working remotely around the world? We prioritize local uh, talent for sure because we're an Indonesian company. Uh, some are are um, in like uh, in Russia, you know, and um, this this person in in Poland as well. There's a few that are from around the world, but we will prioritize Indonesian talent first, definitely. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about what the Indonesian game development scene is like? What What is the industry like in Indonesia? There's a lot of unity. I mean, this is, this is uh, well, I'm talking about uh, programming side first because that, that's kind of my forte. There's a lot of unity programmers. Oh my God, like you, you, every studio are doing Unity. There's no one that is unreal. And uh, the, the, yeah, the only way for us is we actually um, hire Unity programmers and train them. Like it's just the cost we have to do. Uh, that's for the programming side. For uh, 3D though, it's amazing. Oh my goodness. Uh, some of our, uh, some of our, well, I mean, I, I can't say this because they're, they're NDA, but like, some of our team members work on like triple A games that you see on PlayStations. Like they make models of like one of the iconic uh, thing. But the way it works is that uh, it's the the studio in USA outsource it to a studio in Malaysia that outsource it again to a studio in Indonesia where they work. That's the the level of um, how you know uh, what do you call that? Like delegation. You know, it's very far, but. They're the talent, you know. It's just that in Indonesia, uh, either you work in a, uh, so far is uh, either outsourcing uh, studio is very big. Uh, another uh, with 3D, there's a lot of talent, very talented people in Indonesia that are in Malaysia right now, and they're working because simply the pay is better. That's that's the biggest thing. Uh, our hope is that uh, we want to eventually, I um, mean, this game and next game. We want to bring them home, you know, bring them home. Like, uh, like why, uh, why are you working in Malaysia? Like, go back to Indonesia. That's for 3D. And let's see, for uh, 
for art, for art, character artists are uh, not too many, but there are uh, there are enough of people who are quite talented in what they do and uh, in in producing uh, concept arts. Yeah, that's uh, the game industry uh, in Indonesia. I think. But the few in uh, that's for the talent. For the few, though, the few of the game industry in Indonesia is terrible. Like we have some people who are like, I'm. My mom think I should be doing other things. <laughs> like, like it's still few. Like maybe in the US, right? Like if you're said you're uh, making a game, people were like, "Wow, you're so cool," you know. Whereas in Indonesia, if people said you're making a game, uh, parents were like, "What are you doing with your life?" <laughs> like, uh, join a real profitable industry, you know. So uh, that's that's uh, the vision that we have. Are you hoping that maybe you might be able to go to your parents and maybe the parents of other staff members working on this game and say, hey, look, we've got something that people really love, that people are really excited about, and the Indonesian game scene is something you should pay attention to? Or is that too hard? I hope so. I I actually saw the, the, the uh, and, and I feel when during the Kickstarter that the team are very proud of our achievement as well, you know. So I think it's, should be a uh, like it showed right people like hey you know games 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 can succeed you know i wanted to ask as well we had a, a an example where someone actually took coral island and posted it onto indiegogo without your permission they just did it as a bit of a scam how did that feel can you tell us a little bit more about what happened there a community members uh, mentioned us that apparently one of the members would just back back the indiegogo campaign uh, what I feel was just like, I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, this is kind of what I, uh, my initial re reaction, right? Uh, another side was uh, we are setting up the pre-order page and we are actually was like, let's do it slow, let's do it right, you know, uh, release it Monday when we are ready. And then that happened on Friday night and then it was like, all right, screw it. We we gonna re, re, we gonna launch this uh, pre-order page before more people get scammed. Mm -hmm. uh, we 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 reach out to Indiegogo, uh, saying, hey, you know, uh, this is this is uh, this is this is not this is not us. You know, I I commented on the page too. I was like, please take it down. You know, but uh, yeah, the page has been taken down. Mm, yeah, but we cannot get the data of the person who do this. Like Indiegogo is not willing to give us the information, and I guess at that point there's nothing I can there's nothing we can do. I also think, how is it so easy for a person to just put a logo in, right, and uh, and make a a campaign? Like you know, there should be a, a a more strict verification process. You know, I think. How do you feel about the level of outsourcing that a lot of Western production companies, game developers, and animation? Um, how do you feel about the level of outsourcing they do in Asia? Without uh, a place to work and improve their craft, then the artists cannot grow too, right? So yeah, with all these uh, positions opening, uh, be it for outsourcing, uh, yeah, definitely will improve. I don't, I don't see the outsourcing as being a bad thing too. Like it's, it's actually very good, you know, having having all these uh, places that uh, positions open up. For example, without uh, all this outsourcing, uh, I think a lot of Indonesians in uh, a lot of Indonesian artists just have no way to uh, make a living from their talent, you know, and are forced to uh, pursue other 
other career path, right, to, uh, to make a living. So what's next for Coral Island? What uh, can players look forward to? We'll improve a lot of areas. Uh, like you can expect better, better, better three D models, definitely. Uh, uh, more complete content that even when we originally planned, uh, we will uh, release uh, 1.0, right? And our our this is not an extra thing. I mean, we have planned this before Kickstarter too. The goal is to keep releasing uh, free updates for at least three years uh, for uh, for the game. Like after 1.0. It's done. We're gonna keep releasing uh, free updates for the next three years, and yeah, that's that's. And uh, there will be a feature handyworks or, um, of course, multiplayer, right? Uh, modding support, um, porting, porting to a different platform. I'm still working on the the making making sure it's cross platform. That is very frequently requested. I am in the middle of it. Uh, the chances are getting higher, but I don't want to say we can promise you, you know, because but that's really a, a one of my personal goals is to make sure it's cross, at least cross play, if possible, cross cr- cross multiplayer platform. Well, it's a very exciting prospect for a lot of us here at the Pixel Shift team. We were excited to see a, a game uh, like Coral Island being made. Um, Summer, thank you so much for spending some time with us and talking to us about the game. We can't wait to see more. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. Um, if you want to find out a bit more about Coral Island, you can go to stairwaygames.com. Um, you can also, if you missed out on the Kickstarter campaign, uh, you can go to Backerkit. Uh, if you just type in Coral Island Kickstarter, there's a link up the top where you can still back the game and get involved in it there. Uh, this has been episode 166 of Pixel Sift. Mitch, thanks for joining me. Appreciate you coming on and having a chat. Thank you for having me. Pixel Sift is produced by Scott Quigg, Sarah Island, uh, myself, uh, Mitch Lowe, Daniel Ang, and Adam Christu. And as always, we'll be putting links to everything we talked about in the show notes on our website. You can also come and join us on Discord. We'd love to have you there. That's pixelsift.com.au forward slash Discord, where you can share your creative work, talk about topics and games, and anything else. That's pixelsift.com.au forward slash Discord. And if you like what we do, can we ask a favor? Um, we, are need, we are in need of your help to share the show. So tell a friend, subscribe your brothers and sisters, and start someone's journey into podcasts. Because we know that getting started is tricky, but once you're in, you'll love it too much to leave. Um, Our next uh, episode uh, will be coming up in your podcast feed. So give us a follow on whatever you like to listen on, or you can follow us on YouTube as well, or head to our website. But each week we uh, also play games on Pixel Sift Plays, uh, where we'll be checking out some indie games made from uh, Australia, Southeast Asia, all around the world. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you again next time. Until next time, have fun.
If you're in the market for a super addictive puzzle game, you have to check out Mini Motorways on Apple Arcade. It's a city planning strategy puzzler with an incredibly satisfying gameplay loop. Enjoy unlimited access to over 200 incredibly fun games with no ads and no in-app purchases. From puzzle and adventure games to sports, racing and multiplayer action games, everyone can count on finding something to love. Head to sifter.com.au slash arcade to start your free trial of Apple Arcade today. That's sifter.com.au slash arcade for a free one-month trial of Apple Arcade, and you'll be supporting independent video games journalism. New subscribers only, $9.99 a month after free trial. Plan automatically renews after trial until cancelled. 